What's up, everybody? This is Chuku. AJ. Zig. This is episode 10. For the record. For the record. For the record. We've been yep. gone for a minute. For a while. Yeah, we've been busy. Shit's been, uh... Life. Yeah. <laughs> Life's been crazy. Pretty much. Life's been lived. But, uh, this is episode 10. And, uh, I mean, let's just, uh, get right into it. What's going on with Antonio Brown, bro? I just want to talk to the resident Raiders fan, Andrew, over here, and just kind of get a, get a little feedback as to what... We can keep this short, so we don't have to get into this. <clears throat> we know everybody you know talking what? about it, so... We're going to keep this uh, real short. As everyone already knows, he's on the Patriots, but he could have went about it a different way. How do you think that he should have did it? What do you think he should have done? Because y'all are... Y'all all seen the video when he was, like, talking to John Gruden on the phone? Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, y'all want me to be a Raider? Right? In the back of your mind, you know damn well you didn't want to be a Raider. <laughs> you playing mind games out Over here. here trying to play, yeah, playing mind games. And, um, like, the whole foot thing, all right, slide. The helmet thing, come on, bro. There I was thought a, that was a little ridiculous. I, I, that's why it, I the the he wanted to wear a certain helmet that I don't think that that's ri- that ridiculous. I feel like players get attached to their helmets like because for I example played, Tom Brady went right. to his first four Super Bowls wearing one specific helmet, so players are going to get attached. But I think the thing that I agree with as far as like the helmet thing, where it was kind of ridiculous, is just the fact that they made the rule and they said this year after anybody can wear the helmet that they want. Basically, his grandfather did, Aaron Rodgers did it, Tom Brady did it. And then the next year, they're just like, okay, everybody's got to wear new, improved, okay. safety-certified yeah. helmets. True. So, I mean, to an extent, I get where he was coming from as far as being attached to his helmet. But at the same time, they already gave you that year of, like, this is your last year to wear. Even though the rules are already placed, you know what I'm saying? You got to change it up. Yeah, and uh, just basically repeating what you said, um, he already knew about the rules, but... I played football, and I had the same helmet from freshman year all the way to senior year. Then when I played at Chabot, got a new helmet, felt really uncomfortable. Then it took me, like, a couple games to get used to it, a couple of practice to get used to it, until, like, the following year I got used to my helmet. But I get where he's coming from on that one, but it's just like, yo, if someone called you and say, hey, we will customize you a helmet just for you, and... I don't know what happened with that. Maybe he turned them down or something. Yeah. But it's just like, you having a company coming all the way out to you and want to customize a personal helmet for you. I think he actually did go along with that. He did? Uh, yeah, I forget what brand it was, but it was like a helmet with like an X. Yeah. Oh, I heard uh, about that. Yeah. yeah no, like, I've, I've been seeing it all over the place, honestly. He sponsored, he sponsored with them or whatever partnership. Yeah. Something like that to yeah. that effect. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just... It was just an, that was one of many examples of uh, Antonio Brown just. That was that was to a point though where Antonio Brown was still like defendable. Like yeah, it's kind of yeah. just like in that sense. That, that, that was like probably we can defend game. him on that. Yeah, yeah and then and, just and you know the funny part about it because John Gruden had his back with those two incidents, and uh, the whole like not showing up to walkthroughs. It's like yo, you in Canada, you suit like, what's the whole point of going down to the ballroom? And go through walkthroughs. You're not even suited up. You just walking through. You can just put on your sandals and just do your little simple ass route. You're not even going full speed. You're just walking. You can't leave your room, go down the elevator, 
Maybe take a left, then a right. <laughs> Open the two big doors. All right, coach, I'm here. Let me do the walkthroughs. No, but you, you can show. But you can show up. In, uh, but you can show up on the field, all suited up, and run routes with Derek Carr and everything. Or, like, come on, bro. And don't be mad when they try to find your ass because even Mike Mayock said, "Are you with us?" Like he said, "You with us or you're not." There's no one foot in and one foot out, bro. Be here. But I mean, I think. Uh, his talent definitely played a part in uh, why a lot of this was even uh, entertained to begin with. I mean, he's he's worth it. So yeah, to speak. that's what I was saying. Like, if but you look a little bit deeper, I think that he used his skill set and his self value to ultimately get what he wanted. So it's just like when the owners are like not controlling like what he's gonna do or what he has to do. And he ultimately got what he wanted. Then I think it's look, it's like frowned upon. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it just looked bad on the rookies. Like it looked bad, like for the rookies. Yeah, for just sure. To see that because now. But do you, you think know. that like Derek Carr is kind of like? I think Derek Carr should have spoke up. I think he should have like pulled AB aside and had a conversation with him at least. We don't know. Maybe he did. Yeah, maybe. Because when um, when the whole fine went out, they said all the captains stood up there with AB or had a little talk with AB and AB apologized. An so, emotional apology emo- was issued. Yeah. So wasn't that just like a couple days ago too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the like a day, day before. <laughs> the next day, yo, if y'all don't want me then release me. Like, yo, like what? <laughs> I thought you just apologized. And yeah. the one thing that we was <laughs> even I, talking about it on in the on the car ride home. Um bro, why are you posting what's going on? Like, I it, think he was just doing that in order to get released. Because I mean, just if, like the whole uh, the locker room thing with the Steelers. Like, yo, what the fuck is? Yeah, that was that was that was a little childish. I mean, I think maybe it could be as well, like oh, like uh, maybe just him putting his his side of the story before the media takes it and turns it some other way. Which I mean, but I mean, it's ultimately confusing because nobody really knows what's going on. But he's putting out. One side, everyone else is saying something else. You know, so he's basically just, you know, kind of getting in front of the problem, so to speak, but as well as creating problems. True. But, but, it's, the, but, but controlling the narrative. Yeah. I give, I give you that, but it's not right for you to get mad when your GM go up to you and be like, hey, why did you even post that? Then you over here cussing Mal calling him a cracker, <laughs> then threatening to beat his ass, then punt the ball and say, find me for that, motherfucker. Or a bitch, <laughs> and I think there was a. There it's was, just like yo, I think like, there was a lack of respect too, because I mean, like with Mayock, like he has no. I mean, at the end of the day, he is the general manager, so you should show respect to yeah. higher authority. But at the same time, it's just like there's no reason why AB felt like he, like, had the need to post. That. I don't have to respect this guy. Yeah, like, and post all that shit that's going on, bro. That contract supposed to be private. Just. In between, like just in that organ, like the like, fine um, that he posted, huh? The fine that he the fine, yeah. The fine he posted yeah, is yeah. just supposed to be in between them and the team. And that's it. Not for everyone to know. But then again, I think he was just like pur- purposely pushing buttons just so yeah. they would release him. Because I mean, if he sat there and told them what he actually wanted, they either would have a traded him to a shitty team, but his intention was to get released so he could have the privilege and the the um what's it called like the leverage to sign with whoever that he chose yeah because you know that he was going to get tons of offers after he got released like yeah 
they see the talent, everybody's going to take the risk because that's like low risk, high reward. They're going to say, we can sign AB for vet minimum. And then if he doesn't work out, fuck it, we'll just cut him. Yeah. But nobody's going to trade and give up anything for him because that's actually sacrificing something. And that's going to like weaken your team in order to get him. Yeah. Um, like what you said, like everything you said was right, but we don't know. But uh, like the Raiders could have put him on the trading blocks, but if the Patriots really uh, say if the Patriots wanted to trade for him, they're not going to give up a first rounder. They're not going to give up a receivers. We was just yeah, talking no, about that before we started. Yeah. I don't think I think some other like like what you said, a bad team would have gave up a first rounder for him and someone. Yeah. So, but if, know, there I, is, if there is one team that can get him in check, it's going to be the Patriots. Yeah. Like a one, like the shit that he have right now, one yeah. year, fifteen million. But it's just like and I think going into the Pats organization, like you're forced to respect Bill Belichick, yeah, Robert Kraft, and the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. And I don't think he's gonna get a lot of touches like that. But that's the problem. That's what I think is gonna be the problem is sacrificing your touches. Like you have to understand, like certain weeks, if they want to emphasize or implement the run game, you're gonna have to understand that you're not gonna get ten catches a game. And do not be on the sideline hitting a uh, what? What did he hit when he was on the sideline? Like, like a Gatorade a thing. Gatorade thing. Uh, water, like, yeah. Like yo, and he was like screaming, "Give me the ball!" Like, so I will give him on, on that play. He didn't have the right to act that way, but Ben did miss him though. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah no, that's what I'm saying. I understand, but at yeah. the same time, it's just like I understand where his frustration was coming from, and it's just like you don't even know why Ben didn't feed him the ball. Maybe it was something deeper in their friendship or relationship why he didn't give him the ball. So maybe it stemmed from that. So I don't know. Or maybe he was just trying to look for someone else because everyone knew that he was going to go for AB. Maybe. Are you talking about the one in the end zone? I'm talking about the one just like it was at midfield. No, I'm just talking about. I'd have to pull it up and show you. I was talking about the one when he hit the Gatorade bucket. Yeah, but that wasn't the one where he threw the interception to the D lineman. No, no, that was in like a. I think it was uh, week seven. Yeah. When AB. no. He was fucking no. wide open, though. No, was it week seven? Or was it a playoff game? We, I don't know. We have to go back and look at it. But um, I know what you said. All Raider fans would be mad at this. I think the one thing that kind of set me off, and I don't know about any other Raider or all the other Raider fans, is just like you're going to be on your YouTube channel or post social media, and when you read that they release you, you running around screaming like, come on, bro. They freed me. <laughs> they free. freed me. Like, uh, yo, that was, like, a, that was a weird video. Like, come on, bro. It was weird. It was weird. Moving on for this. Uh, I wish I wish, I wish him the best of luck. Um, do you, though? He, no, I really do. Oh, okay. I really do. Right. He's going to be – He's. I hope he get what he wants with the Patriots, get a ring. Um, if he pouts, uh, he going to be out. <laughs> so If he pout, you're out. <laughs> Pretty I much. Feel like- because you got to realize, I heard there's rumors that Gronk might even come back because he's all, like, held yeah. up. So if that if Gronk come back, then AB got to realize you're not gonna get all the touches that you want. Yeah, especially so, having Edelman in the slot, Josh on the other side, Gronk at tight end, and, Sony uh, Michelle running, James White coming out of the backfield. Kill Harry. Yeah, it's got too much. Yeah, too many weapons. He's just gonna be part of the team though. Yeah. That's, that's just, I mean, maybe that's just all he wanted. Maybe, but I think he just wanted to make it to the playoffs. I think he no, I think he just wanted to go to the Super Bowl and have that ring. Yeah, because but he's I mean, already the, one of the best. He's in our time right now, I think he's the best receiver of this generation. Ever. Better than Julio Jones. Better oh, than, I think he said ever. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, oh. did I say ever? I thought you were about ever. to say ever. I might. All right, we have to go back and uh, delete that. <laughs> no, <don't say> 
Not the best ever. He's the best of today's. Of today's, sure, our, sure. of our generation. Like, yeah. Either way you look at it, he's, he's going to be an asset to, that, to the offense, whether or not they even uh, utilize him of, all the time. Even I mean, though there's a lot of weapons on that offense. But, yeah, yeah he is going to be a big part. But he just adds to the arsenal. Even Josh Gordon. Like, Josh Gordon had to get double team. Elliman, double team. Like, Somebody's yeah. going to get left open. Someone's going to get left open. But, um, like I said, once again, I'm tired of repeating myself because we talk about this clown. Uh, I hope he had the best of uh, best of luck and uh, wish him the best. Yeah, that's very big of you. I know. Usually Raider fans are petty, but you know I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> I seen hella. I seen hella Patriots fans after he signed. He was just like, "Welcome to the Patriots." I deleted all my tweets about you. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Wow." That's I was um, on Instagram and I saw the Randy Moss thing in the AB situation. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. No, but at least Randy Moss, like you guys said, played one season. Yeah. <laughs> what else? So. But then again, it might be another Randy Moss situation where it's just like, I don't think Randy Make Moss Make it to the Super Bowl and lose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's no guarantee whether you're there or not. There's no guarantee that they're going to make it there. And they don't think of it like that either. But if AB goes in there with the expectation like, oh, because I'm an addition to the defending champion, that's automatically going to make it to the Super Bowl. That's not the case. You still got to put in work. Because yeah. there's a lot of fire- firepower coming out of the AFC. Yeah. As we've seen in week one, the Titans, Tennessee. Their they defense. It's crazy. Baltimore. Um, Lamar granted, Jackson. Granted, they, they did put up those numbers against the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. But Patty Mahomes... He Patty picked Mahomes. up right where he left off. Um, Hopefully Tyreek is cool. No. I think, they said that he, <laughs> I think they said he doesn't need surgery. No, he's no. probably just a little sore. Yeah, so he'll be, I mean. Chargers, be even though that was a close game against the um, Colts. but Even the Colts, too. Don't sleep on Jacoby Brissett. I'm not. He, he no, kind of reminds me. You, I'm just saying. In, no, no, in no. General. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He kind of reminds me of... Um, uh, Jason Campbell, when uh, everyone, when the Raiders uh, bench Jamarcus Russell and started Jason Who? Campbell. I'm kidding. I know, right? Trash ass nigga. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when um, Jason Campbell started and he started balling out for us. So hopefully um, that's the situation will happen with the Colts. But enough of AB. Let's move on to another uh, sport. UFC 242. What did you guys think? Co-main event, Felder, Barboza. That was a good fight. Honestly, didn't watch it live. I just seen the highlights. I didn't get to catch it. I for, I, actually, I honestly forgot that they were fighting in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So I <laughs> completely forgot about the time change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty that was early. A rough one. Yeah. I mean, the prelim started like 7 a.m. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what the main event was at 11. Thank, thankfully, that was around like lunchtime. Yeah. That's saying so. Yeah. But then I was working while I was watching the fight, and Same that here. shit was hard. I mean, it had to be done though. I don't know, because you have to focus your attention either on the work or the fight. So <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, can't do both. It was crazy. Um, just that whole fight card. Every like everyone that fought uh, on two forty two, the early prelims, the prelims, and the main uh, the main card. Everyone did a really good job, and um, I want to say I want to say that's the best fight card, or. Uh, or event, UFC event, but it's up there. And, um... It's definitely highly anticipated. Yeah. Just because everyone wants to see Khabib fight 
and uh, Khabib, all everyone on Khabib team fought, yeah. and um, most majority of them won, some lost, some two of them lost, I believe, and one went in a draw. Yeah, yeah, but overall, solid, was, solid team victory for that day. It was like seven of them, right? I believe so. I yeah. It was quite a few, but yeah, like all all of them, I think, were from uh, Uzbekistan or uh, a different part of Russia. Yeah. No, I mean they. On the main card, there was only one, two of his uh, teammates, uh, Islam Makachev, and uh, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Oh, the heavyweight. Yeah, 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 but he got his ass knocked out, yeah, or ground and pound, TKO, yeah. whatever. <laughs> he got, he got, he got, <laughs> he got Khabib. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost, he lost by submission. <laughs> oh yeah, and then uh, the dude who fought Curtis Blades, he got pounded out. Yeah, I said KO by the elbow. So, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, one time we lose him. That co-main event though, we fight another day with Barboza and Felder. I mean, it was a good fight. I just think it probably should have came to like a. I don't know. I think like, they should have like, draw? like a draw because I just just because I don't, I don't think Felder had total control mm-hmm. all three rounds, let alone two out of the three. Just because That's they were, fair. They were yeah. like evenly exchanging for mm-hmm. you know, and by that by the end of the third he was definitely applying more pressure. But I don't think that. You think they gave it win. to Felder just to potentially maybe have another a third fight? Maybe that would have been maybe. yeah. Well, to me, I think Felder won because uh, he kept the pressure after round one. He was he definitely lost round one. To mm-hmm. me, he did, but round two and three, he just kept on pressuring Edson and uh, preventing him from kicking. Had him against the cage and won't even give him any breathing room. And third round, Edson gassed out a little bit, and Felder just kept the same pressure since round two all the way to three. Like I said, so overall. Split decision, Felder, yes, and I can't wait to see the third uh, their fight. You think they're going to fight a third they time? They should. They definitely should. Who do you yeah. think Felder should fight now that uh, he's made a stake for being a lightweight contender? I'm going to wait for that after we talk about Khabib and uh, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Khabib and Dustin, that was a good fight. Honestly, I wanted Dustin to win. Dustin gets out. Honestly, funny thing, about, funny thing about me saying that I forgot about the time change. So I was on uh, Twitter. I hopped on there for like a second, and then I just seen them uh, going to the middle of the cage, and then the ref was like, "I need a good clean fight." And I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot that they were fighting this early." So I would go over to Buffalo Wild Wings down the street from my house in Fairfield, and then literally like right when I sit down, I see Poirier put him in a guillotine. Oh man! And then yeah. right when the uh, the server's walking up and I'm about to order a beer, I just see him in a rear naked, and then he taps out, and I was like, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to order anything. I just fucking left. I'm going to bounce. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the reason why I was here. But yeah. everybody in that motherfucker was rooting for Khabib, too. Of course. I, I mean, I didn't really I didn't really care who won. I just wanted to see a good competitive good fight. fight. But that's the thing. That's exactly what I didn't get, even yeah. though they were fighting solid for three rounds. But, um... Yeah. Damn, how long was Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> From your house in Fairfield. Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't see it, like, live them, like, about to, like, go at it. So, it's just, like, I probably started heading over there probably middle of the second round. Okay. I was about to say. <laughs> That's a long-ass long street. <laughs> nah, I mean, the whole thing with Khabib and, like, the way he fights, because Poirier, if, if they would have just gone straight stand-up, he would have definitely had the advantage. Yeah, and he he but did he, in the second round. I seen him clock him once with that that overhand right, but then that's when Khabib just shot right after. Yeah, and just took it to the ground. 
That's always, the whole thing, he, too. That's his, that's his game plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he makes you like hesitant of throwing too many strikes because you you lose, lose a little focus. Yeah, and he just gonna disappear out of view, and now you get took down to the ground, and now you gotta you gotta use all that energy trying to get back up, and that's how he wears down on people. He and even uh even in the second after I think after the second round, Dustin went back to his corner. And he's like, I can't get this guy to fuck off me, man. Like it's like I I, I don't I don't know what the fuck to do. Like because he was just. He would, you know, put up a little good fight on his feet, and then yeah. he was taken down, and now he's spending the rest of that round trying to get up, you know, trying to, you know, get back to his feet. But Khabib just, you know, moving around, circling, yeah. and yeah. dropping him. Slamming. Like you said, like he'll just probably let him play his game, let him throw a couple strikes, and I mean, if he lands, he he got a chin, so he can eat a few. But then, if you swing and miss, that takes more energy than swinging and hitting. Yeah. So around the third round is perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a little gas. He has a little time to catch his breath. But at the same time, it's just like you let him throw those couple combinations, those four to six punch combinations, and then you shoot. And then you got the advantage already because if you're not striking back, you're conserving energy. And then if you use all that shit, and his strong suit is definitely wrestling. So, yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, if you looking at the scorecard, Khabib had over eight minutes of control on the ground. Yeah. Dustin had zero. Which means that Dustin was primarily and on the bottom trying to... It was three, five minutes? It was, it was, it was not five, even on the bottom. Three, it was three, against the cage. Minutes. It was a five-round fight, but each round was five minutes. Five eight. minutes. So, yeah. so he had control for eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah, it, it wasn't... Minute yeah. yeah, usually... Yeah. yeah, it was like... I want to say like at least like four minutes on the ground and like at least the other four to five minutes. It was against the cage the whole time. Dustin yeah. was just trying to get up and get out. But um, like what you said, um, Dustin actually gassed out in the second round by just trying to throw these bombs and yeah. trying to get Khabib. And just like if he just stands there and just try to dodge all these hits that Khabib just throwing, because Khabib just Khabib was yeah he I don't know his Khabib striking is like underrated, but it's not that as great great as everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. You know so you know people that watch UFC, and you know people that doesn't watch UFC. Oh, mm-hmm. Khabib gonna knock him out. Khabib don't knock nobody out. No. You know, and I'm just like Khabib, just gonna take him down to the ground and just like maul him. Yeah, I work him. I work him. So, um, yeah, Khabib really his striking game is I want to say okay, not like how all these other people. Yeah. In the UFC, it's okay, but I mean it's okay for the 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 type of fight that he fights anyway. Yeah. I mean you can stand up and you know he has like you know some good boxing like he can he can you know dip and you know weave and you know saying. Counter, counter some hits, and he might hit you with a big one, but at the same time, he's looking to hit you with one and then transi- go straight down to tra- transition to, uh, to wrestling, and then you're not you're not expecting that, which is why Dust came out with a. I mean, it was pretty much a good plan. He he came out, he tried to like try to piece him up a little bit, and then throw some bombs, make some bombs in there, just because he don't want to stand on his feet and start throwing hits that are not gonna knock him out. Because yeah, you get taken down, you're gonna get taken down anyway. So yeah. he's he's thinking. Let me just mix in a couple of these, see if I can hit you with a big one, right. and then capitalize on that, which yeah. he almost did, like you said. In but I round. think that that was ultimately his downfall because he was just living and dying on that one punch that he wanted to connect. That was just gonna change the whole entire. Kind of had to though. But yeah, I, well, it, I mean, well, but, he, yeah, you can yeah. you can say he had to, but he really didn't because um, in the third round, when Khabib every time when Khabib tried to go for a takedown, he had that choke. If he jump. if he just he did he, it was, it was, in the third round he did imagine if he tried yeah. that in the first round yeah it wouldn't have worked though 
How would you know? It worked in the third round. What if it worked in the first round? I mean, the way he had it in the third round, anyways, it wasn't gonna work just because he didn't he didn't have like full he didn't have his, his legs. Body. He didn't have yeah. His, if he he still had one leg under his body, I think. Yeah, yeah. and he was even and talking that about that in the post fight. Deep. He was talking about that post fight. He was like, I don't know why I didn't pull a full guard and you know get both my legs up there. I don't know what I was doing. You know, he that's, that's another reason why he was pretty upset. Like after the fight, he was he was like, I don't know why I didn't do that because yeah. he. And even Khabib admitted that he had the choke in there pretty good. But, yeah, no, yeah. But he didn't like he didn't have it good enough. If he would have wrapped him up and you know had it as deep. If as he, he had it, the lock in the lower body position. Yeah, exactly. Take you take you take the, the the back out lower back out of the equation. The reason why he didn't in. know in the third round because he was gassed out, just trying to get back up from the yeah. first round in the second round. Yeah. And trying to throw those bombs. So. Yeah. Like I said, if he just tried that shit in the first round. But then again, you got to think about if you're saying that if he tried to do it in the first round because he would have had more energy, same thing would with Khabib. He would have had yeah. more energy as well. True. And if they go straight to the ground, Khabib's like, all right, all right let's go. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so is this what we doing? Because we do I don't think Dustin Poirier wanted to take it to the ground. I think no. he just so happened to fall in that position where he's like, oh, shit, here's a guillotine. Let's yeah. try to get this because obviously a stand-up game isn't isn't cutting it right now. Yeah, it was definitely a last resort. Trying to beat him at his own game. So he wasn't going to result to that in the first round for sure because, I mean, he didn't want the fight to end that early. So I mean, I would. <laughs> uh, nah. Well, not in his favor. You're not gonna, you're well, not gonna no, go out of your way to choke his ass take out, a fight to somebody else's try. strong suit. I'm just saying, I would try. But nah, I can say no, no, anything. No, no, no. I, I, I could, next or what? No, no, no. He will put my go down to San Jose, aka Jim. Find him, challenge him. Nah, I might bring a bat and bust his kneecap into. Fuck. That whole gym's gonna be rough, bro. Everybody just started beating the hell out of you and shit. Nah, but, uh, so Khabib's next fight obviously has to be Tony Ferguson, who, was, uh, who also was on a, he was on a 12-win uh, streak in the lightweight division until he took That actually, yeah, is actually Khabib might... on a 12-fight-win streak right now? Yeah, Khabib, yeah. Well, Khabib yeah. He's undefeated. Yeah, now he is. Yeah, well, he, in the UFC, for yeah, sure. in the UFC, in his, his whole career, actually, he's undefeated. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm well, aware, he did but lose a wrestling match, so that, but that's wrestling. So, yeah. as far as his <laughs> UFC, he has a he's tied for the twelfth or twelve win streak right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Khabib and um, Tony Ferguson fight actually might be good, but I don't know. Tony Ferguson ground game is really good. Tony Ferguson striking is really good. Really good too. So So you think that his striking is significantly better but his wrestling is slightly worse? Well it's not Tony slightly worse, but he, he it's a different type of wrestling. Okay. Yeah. With uh Tony Ferguson actually um uh went went to college and wrestled? Uh I'm not sure if he went to I know he's a black belt. So you and think that, his, but he, he, but his, he wrestles his like he, gap he in striking is more significant than Khabib's advantage in wrestling. Well, oh yeah, by, yeah, by tons. Yeah, okay. but um, Tony Ferguson ground game is really good too. Yeah. So, majority of Ferguson um, fights he won by submission. So. That's gonna be that's interesting. Gonna be the best fight when they when they do actually. Get down to fight because I think that's gonna be a real test for Khabib. You know how many times they tried to book this fight on the ground? Yeah, and it's four times. Four times, yeah. But fighting a guy that that as good on the ground as you, 
and comfortable being there in that position and knowing that, you know, how to preserve a stamina and and go with you for, you know, the length like five rounds. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tougher to be plus when they're standing up and he goes for I mean he's throwing knees, he's he's throwing kicks, he's throwing elbows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, from the bottom too. He's he strokes one out from the bottom as well. Yeah, so he's not. He made someone bleed while he was on the bottom, just throwing elbows to the head. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not new to this. Like, yeah, this is this was low key his division before he took that that year off. That leg injury. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's the fight that everyone's been waiting for, but it's hella funny that right after the fight, Connor was a uh, Connor tweeted, uh, set the rematch for Moscow. Like, what? <laughs> you can't you can't call for that. You lost, bro. Like you yeah. lost, you, you lost big. Like yeah. If it like, was like a controversial well, loss or something a, like that, then it it's just clean, like, right. it was a clean loss. Like yeah, like, it was a clean loss. Yeah. Not a, not. I want to say yeah, it was a big loss, but he Connor technically put up a good fight. And if you really watch the film, Connor uh, stopped Khabib. Uh, Khabib had or attempted seven takedowns. And uh, Connor stopped five of them. Stopped five of them. Yeah. So. But that was always uh, Connor's uh, weakness. Was wrestling. Is he always, yeah, and the fact that he always gets gassed, but he always gets that second win, but Khabib didn't allow him to get to that second yeah. win. Even when uh, they were striking, yeah, Khabib was tagging him, and Khabib did have that nice, beautiful over what overhand left or something like that. Some right or right, yeah. he popped something like that. But... That's the first time that Connor ever got popped like that. So you sat him down. Yeah. As soon as he sat down, he, I don't even think he sat down. Him. I think he just had one hand on the ground. Then he popped back up real yeah, quick, though. Yeah, he went straight back to the cage. And then, yeah. You know, the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I can't wait for that. I really want to see that rematch. But I feel like Connor needs to prove himself before. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would obviously look forward to the rematch, but it's just not the, it's not the right it's time. Not, right yeah, now. it's not the right time. Like what you said. Uh, do you think S.M. Barbosa should be it or Paul Felder or Paul Felder, whatever Felder. should Felder, should fight Connor? Honestly, I feel like Justin Gaethje. I, I, well, here's the thing: Connor doesn't really. I mean, I know he's a big name. And he I don't think he has the leverage to yeah, choose who he fights right now. Yeah, if, if they set up a fight with anybody, he should he should just take it. Are you sure? He's just I think Connor it. can with Dana. Well, I mean, I think he can, yeah. but I'm saying as far as his positioning in the UFC right now, I don't think that you should be making demands. Yeah, not when you've been out that long. And yeah, true. I feel like he can, obviously, he his can. relationship with Dana. Yeah. And his his price tag, obviously. And but he will put people in the seats just to fight. Like just yeah. to, and pay-per-views will go up, too. But either way, the pressure's on him. Where, yeah. Whenever, yeah, whenever and wherever he fights. Yeah. Pressure was on him when you when you came back just to fight Khabib. Yeah, exactly. And then we see all that turn out. So yep. so now he has to show that he can still win in that division. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't have he he's not. I don't know if he to to get that belt. He has to go through Khabib anyways. And if he wants to go back down to featherweight, he has to go through you know everyone else and then Max. Or at least a couple people and then. Or Max. maybe just the top, someone in the top five. Yeah, because yeah. you can't you can't just. I don't, I don't. I don't believe that you could take that time off and then just trying to get some people who've been working to get that contender spot. So you can't just yeah. You can't just them. walk in there. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's the fight. You gotta. You gotta prove it. You gotta prove that you better than. Yeah. That you. Guy. You can't just you walk into. I. I was the champion, so now I get this. It's like nah. Like there's other people there now. Exactly. You, you. You took that time away from it for whatever reasons. 
Yeah. But now you're not there anymore, so now you got to give back there just like everybody else did. Well, technically, exactly. you already did that the first time with Khabib, but you can't just ask for an immediate uh, rematch. Like yeah, that. but that wasn't so. coming off of a loss either, especially well, that magnitude. Coming off a loss of um, Mayweather. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. Come I'm on. <laughs> coming off a loss. Though. Not the same playing field. Nah, not at all. And, I don't know. I'm like... Eh, technically coming off a loss, <laughs> but he didn't lose because he got hundred mil. So I yeah, mean, he's he's winning, and you and got he still you got beat at somebody else's game. I don't I don't really think that he walked out of there with his head down. No, he didn't. after Khabib he was walking with his head down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mentally he was a little torn by that. I don't and, think then got jumped in the cage, but <laughs> held his own for a little bit. <laughs> he held his own. He got jumped by like two other dudes. <laughs> hey, talking to me. He's like, wait, what's going on now? <laughs> yep. Tell me why the dude was like punching him in the back, and he's like, oh, "Shit, what the fuck?" Then some guy ran at him, hit him. I was like, "Okay." That was yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a wild time. That was last year too, right? Yeah. That was a wild time. So you guys saw the post fight interview with the uh, Dustin, right, right after the fight in Octagon, and uh, he was like visibly upset with the the way things turned out. Yeah. I mean, of course. But then he said, um, he said in life. Uh, he learned to be grateful when things are good and uh, graceful uh, when things are bad. Mm-hmm. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. That's um, that shit that'll hit. Yeah, I really liked hearing that. Hearing him say that right after the fight too. Yeah, just especially just visibly seeing how devastated he was by losing that fight. Yeah, exactly. That because I mean, not only did he say what he said. But him just saying it in a moment of vulnerability makes me look at it like he's really practicing what he's preaching. Yeah, very, very true. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I thought, too. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Yeah, like, it is. Because a lot of people can say stuff, but next minute they don't actually do the shit that they say. Yeah. So, um, and I think we're all guilty by association yeah, of that I, I, by, to some degree. I did that shit once, maybe twice. Maybe, Maybe three, three times. times. Okay. I've, I mean, you know, it's it's life. I think I mentioned you know? that in our earlier episodes. Like I used to do that all the time. I used to say things that I wanted to do and things that you know I wanted to um, obtain. But it's just I was just always in a. It was just easy for me to say it, but then just me taking action as far as doing it. I always found myself coming up with reasons or excuses, if you, if you want to say that, as to why I wouldn't actually go after the things that I. I wanted, but now it's just like, you know, I'm practicing what I'm preaching and I'm actually yeah. trying to, you know, obtain the things that I'm talking about. Just so. like this whole podcast thing. We yeah. was talking about it. Yeah. yeah That's a prime minute, example. We just, prime we just example. started doing it. Um, no lie. Um, <clears throat> I kind of, I kind of feel what Dustin's coming from because um, it was my sophomore year in high school and it was like, I want to say our first wrestling tournament. And I was doing, basically, I was winning. I was going on a winning streak. And um, the fight before the finals, I mean, no, not the fight, the wrestling match before the finals, um, I beat the guy, but I tweaked my knee. I got to ice my knee, I bandaged it up. Then um, the guy I was going against, he was deaf. So it was just like, you know, California school of deaf. Mm. This kid was strong as fuck. Basically, he was just like same size as me, just cut up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> this nigga strong as fuck." He looked strong, 
And um, it was my first time. Like, it was my, like I said, my sophomore year, I was juiced because my freshman year, I didn't, I really didn't do that good in wrestling. But, you know, I won some matches. Didn't win a lot, but I did all right. Then my sophomore year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to come in, work my ass off, wear sweaters, sweat jackets, and all that shit just to, like, cut weight. And, um, yeah, my first tournament, like I said, I was winning. I felt good, you know? Then it tweaked my knee, and I was, like, doubting myself. But, like, then Elmer was like, nah, you got it. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to win this. Went out there, first round. My knee was feeling good, you know? Second round, that knee pain started coming back. Mm. Then um, the ref blew the whistle. Then he took me down, went straight after that knee. And, like, I hyperstended my knee. Mm. And, bro, it took me a minute just to get up. I thought I tore my ACL. Yeah, I was crying a little bit. But, you know, they checked my knee. And, like, they said, come on, got to finish it. Finish. I lost by two points. So... It was kind of like, it brought me down, but it was like, it woke me up like, yeah, you started off strong, and you didn't win what you want to win, but it was just like, just move on. Yeah, and I was fighting like a lot of, what, what's that word, uh, diversity, or diversity, whatever? Adversity. Adversity, yeah. in, uh, in that wrestling match, but it's just, you know, it woke me up, to be honest, and the next tournament... I won, so bounce back, bounce back. So I, I get what Dustin was coming from on that one, and I got another story, but I'm gonna let you guys do it. You know, go on and do it, and like tell y'all story. I mean, my my sports playing days are just competitiveness. Dates back to I've been playing sports ever since I could walk. I played any sport that you could probably think of, as far as baseball to football, lacrosse, soccer. I wanted to play lacrosse just because there was no way for me to. <clears throat> there was no way for me to play ice hockey. Right. So that's kind of just like hockey and running. And it's just like I wasn't a strong skater either. So it's just like my mobility as far as my feet and everything. But I think my biggest thing when it comes to adversity and just the challenges that I face as far as like athletics go is I was always underestimated just because of my, my physique and my size. But I loved it because I liked seeing people look at me and think, Oh, he just he he don't got it like the other kids just because of, like how he is. But then when they saw me perform and they saw like my mobility and like my ability to cut like in football. Yeah. Played running back my first year and guarantee I was a lot fucking faster than You should have went out all... for quarterback cuz you had an arm. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I I just I just wasn't presented with that opportunity, I guess. But I mean, I kind of just I just seized the opportunities that were presented to me, and I just put my head down and worked and did the best that I could with the opportunities that that I that I had. So I mean, I think that was my biggest challenge was just canceling out noise as far as just people saying that I wasn't able to do something because of my physical stature or anything like that. Because I mean, even when it comes to like fighting and stuff, like I didn't never really fought like competitively like that, but. You know, I did training and stuff like that, so I mean, I'm pretty sure I can hold my own if if we right. were to come to it. But uh, that's why it's just like I appreciate what Dustin said because you know it's not easy to lose. Um, my first season playing in baseball in Little League when I was 12. Same thing with you. Like we were just winning. Like we were just running over the league, and then we just got to the end and we just ran out of gas and like 
we went to um we went to the championship rounds i think we lost in the semis but we played like this one out of town team and i was playing catcher and i actually stole home in in that in that game and that was probably my most proudest moment like i looked up to like jackie robinson and like players like that who paved the way and did things that were kind of unheard of as far as like stealing home base like mm-hmm. so when i did that i felt like I was just fucking on top, and we ended up winning that game, but then we lost the next, and then it was just something that we weren't accustomed to. So when we lost, we were just eliminated. It was one game of elimination, and I never played baseball again. So that was tough, but I mean, like I said, since I was playing other sports, I was able to kind of just push that in the back of my mind and just focus on the next thing. And I think just um, when you're thinking generally, that's just kind of what you have to do, whether you continue doing what you which you originally like failed at your ability to bounce back or even if you don't go back to that same thing as far as like you being able to look towards the next thing and still being able to apply your best self right. regardless of what happened prior to that yeah yeah what about you too uh, I never played sports competitively like that growing up I just uh, skateboarded and I mean it's competitive in itself but not to the point where you trying to like win so you just kind of like trying to compete with you know yourself and get better at what what it is you're trying to accomplish or whatever trick you're trying to land that kind of thing but what i took away from dustin's comment um i feel like sometimes in life we have our own mental scoreboard as far as like our wins and our you know losses or whatever you might call it but um that's something that we got to deal with every day just because there's going to be certain things that make you feel like, you know, you've lost or you failed in some aspect. or may, And maybe sometimes those things are true. Sometimes those things are, you know, a construct of, you know, other people or, you know, like a, an imagined perception kind of thing. But, uh, you know, getting back and, you know, continuing to do something, regardless of how it makes you feel, if you know that your goal is on right on the other side of whatever yeah. you didn't didn't uh, seem to accomplish the day before something you have to get up the next day and go for it again and keep going and going and that's that's uh that's just how you gotta be and when things are good you gotta just be grateful that things are working out of course but you gotta stay you know vigilant in what it is you're trying to accomplish at all times and when those things don't work out you gotta just know that if you get the chance to try it again or to you know reach 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 more goals the next time then you know you gotta you know that time's coming or it's gonna be around the corner. So you gotta keep putting in that hard work, and you know keep your mind like focused on this isn't the end until it's the end. Yep. Type Facts. Shit. Just talking about that. Um, remember when I told you guys I'm gonna tell you guys another story? You got another one? Yeah. Wait, wait, let me hear it. So my senior year. That's some real shit though. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's some real shit. My senior year, uh, we was playing, uh, it was football, during football season, we was playing American High School, and we was down 21-0, to zero. we went into the half, like, with our heads down, you know, and um, our coach asked us, why do you play this game? And I told him, you know, I played for my dad, he loved the game, so I loved the game. Then he asked everyone, then then he was like, so... Basically, use that passion that your folks gave you about the sport or whoever, like... Whatever you know. inspiration that you, you, you grab from. Or. Exactly, like that, and just take it out there. So, it was just all getting hyped, 
like banging the wall, trying to get each other hyped, get it like like I say, just get everyone hyped in the locker room. And uh, we went out to the field, and we you can just, just it out. you can tell that yeah. was just a different game or a different team. <laughs> <laughs> A re-energized, re-energized team, and um, they kicked the ball to us. My boy Maurice took that shit back. Defense, we stopped them. They didn't even pass the fifty-yard line. Our offense was just driving every time we got the ball. Defense was just dominating. Twenty-four to twenty-one. No matter how steep the hill. Doesn't matter like how steep the hill, like what you said. When the time's out and you look up at that scoreboard and we win, then that's what it matters all the most. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we did fight a lot, like in the first half, but man, I don't know what happened in the first half, but the second half. It's we, intangibles, we, man. Something that you can't measure. Yeah, we was just you a can't team. see. Like we didn't even know that shit was gonna happen. We didn't even know we was gonna come back. We thought we was just gonna get blown out, like fifty two to zero or something like that. But um, like what you said, that's just talking about, like, don't quit until you hear that last whistle, you know? So That's definitely true. It's never over until it's over. So, I mean, it sounds like Coach kind of just got everybody that was on team and, and put, that, put you guys effectively in the same mindset. That's got to be, like, a good coaching moment. To yeah, actually, for, for like, coach, I sure. want to have that yeah. moment. Yeah, with, yeah, coach. I want to be a head coach. Especially with young moment. minds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's something that – even the fact that you're you're able to recognize that now and we're able to like apply that to everyday life like no matter the circumstances no matter how steep the hill no matter how much you think that you're down and out like you're not you know what i'm saying like you never even know when that last whistle is going to blow so are is it is your head going to be down as that last whistle blows or are you just going to be going down you know swinging and I felt like if if we lost that game by a missed field goal or something, or if they like kicked the field goal just to win, Probably I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad because we came back and we made it a game, you know. So yeah. back to win what Dustin lose. said, like win or lose, win or lose, like you got you you went into the arena with your head up, you got to leave the arena with your head up, no matter what, win or lose. True. I mean, yeah, I definitely. Uh... I definitely respect him as a, as a fodder even more now than I did before. Just because I already know he's going to come back and he's going to keep doing his thing because he didn't get to where he is by, you know, not believing in himself and, right. and not, yeah. you know, handling all the hurdles. So it's just another one of those hurdles. And that's yeah. just I respect, what like, like what you said, I respect him as a fighter, plus I respect him as a human being. Because after course, beating yeah. Max Holloway, he went up to Max Holloway's son that was crying and just said, no, your dad's a warrior. He's still a champ. No matter what, he's still the winner in my book. Come on, bro. That's yeah, just that's, that's some real shit. Yeah, that's yeah. some real shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's... you know when Max lost that fight against him, of course. Even Max said in um, in his own little YouTube channel, I was talking to AJ about that. Like his son saw like su- like his dad. Dad was like a superhero to him, and he yeah. saw that superhero loss. So now that superhero mentality is out the window. So how you gonna prove yourself? Come back and win. That what Max did. The next man. Sometimes. Even Max told his son, like, we have to lose sometimes. We, we're not always going to win. It's just whoever will come back from that loss and yep. perform. Because losing will, will teach you a lot about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're still willing to try to get back to the top. Mm-hmm. And, and it, makes, I... it makes, 
losing and then coming back and winning that much more satisfying. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, I think it kind of makes you want to like. No, nah, I don't. I don't. It's, it's gonna sound weird, but kind of makes you want to like lose more, but not. And so when I say this, I say it to say like because losing can be equated to trying because when you try, you're either gonna win or you're gonna lose. Yeah. So to speak, you know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as those terms go, but it's gonna make you want to try more. Like yeah, you're more you're more welcome to to losing <clears throat> as long as you you know. That's why that, um, that same energy towards it, whether you lose or win, you're gonna be like okay. Uh, remember yeah. when Daniel Cormier was uh, fighting Stipe the second time, and he mm. went back to the corner and was like, "Am I winning?" I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> you fo- you focus on winning the rounds. Like, how about you focus on winning the fight?" But at the end of the day, he still gave Stipe his like props. Like, "Yo, he came in with a good. He came in that third, maybe fourth round with a good game plan. Went towards the body. There's nothing I can say. He's the champ now." That's what I was saying. Like I think we, met, I mentioned it on the last podcast, but to retouch it, like that's why I respected when uh, Manny Pacquiao got knocked out by Marquez. Mm-hmm. When after his fight with Thurman, he had an interview and he was basically saying, like, you know, me losing that fight made me feel normal again. It made me feel like I wasn't invincible. That I wasn't. That I didn't have the ability to lose. It made me feel like it re like it re enhanced his hunger. So enab- it enabled him, even though he's forty years old and he's. Still not fighting all these young dudes yeah. and performing the way that he should, you know, fighting people that are ten years younger than him. That's what I'm saying. That's respectable because, like I said, like when you lose, it it just makes you reassess, you know, what the bigger picture is. Yeah, and no matter what, Dustin Poirier to me, he's a champion in my book. No matter what, and he still he had the belt, and he's not done. Like he said, he's he has done. a lot of yeah. a lot more tread on his tires, and he's got a long way to go. So. Yeah. Hopefully he can get back to the top and then, you know. And in my eyes, once a champ, always a champ. And you can always come back and win that belt again. That's fact. So, I mean, you, why they call him, why they call him uh, Dustin the Diamond Poirier? Pressure makes diamonds, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. You're right. But um, whoever is, like, listening, don't be afraid to fail or lose because you never know. You can come back stronger and you can come back, like, Maybe a better person. Never out of the fight. Experience is the best teacher, for sure. At all times, in anything, really. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. You either know or you don't know, but you should be trying to find out. Facts. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. All right, y'all. This has been, for the record, episode 10. Yep. And this is the uh, the last episode of this season, season one. Season, yeah. season one. It's, it's been a good uh, learning curve. It's We've had our struggles and, you know, just with setting up the podcast in general or just everything as a whole that goes into uh, creating a podcast. Yeah. But it's been fun. And yeah. uh, I look forward to season two. I can't wait. I and um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We might take a couple months off um, next season. We're going to try to get our YouTube channel up. So, we got stay we, tuned. we got a couple things in the works that yeah. we're we're excited to bring you guys. So um, just be on the lookout. We'll we'll be back shortly for sure. Oh, and follow our um, Instagram at ftr underscore five one zero. So stay tuned. And as always, appreciate all the listens and feedback that we've received this uh, first season. It's been like how many months has it been now? Over the course of maybe like four or five months. Yeah, four or yeah, five months. Four or five. It's been a cool experience. Good season. <laughs> yeah. Good for game, sure. guys. For sure.
But uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Sir. Sure.